podcast But if you hear more noise than you did, like, say, in the last couple of episodes, or even in the part I'm about to drop in, it's because I'm sitting in a dark car in the garage. It's not the dark car and the garage that are causing the noise. It's the fact that I'm using the cheap microphone from an old set of iPhone earbuds. So there you go. But I just didn't feel like going upstairs and speaking timidly and quietly trying not to disturb the neighbors and or my son because if I go in the bedroom upstairs where I normally where I have the good microphone and record the podcast I um I would be more self-conscious because it's 10:24 p.m. and one wall is shared with a neighbor and the other wall is my son's bedroom and I don't know if he's sleeping right now or trying to or maybe he's even just doing his own thing talking to people on the internet because that's what he was doing when I left about five hours ago so there's that there's the setup so what I left for five hours ago was the comedy store yes I finally got around to going back and I say finally Right here, I'm uh, trying to move the microphone without scratching it against my beard and making that annoying, incessant scratching noise. But when I say finally went back to the comedy store, I don't know. It's There's no expectation about how often I should go or if I even should ever go. There's no should involved here. Nobody has to do anything. Remember that? McCabe's Law. There's the scratchy noise again. Let me try to stay still. Or not. So what if there's a little scratching? I've talked about that before. And you know what? It's funny how whenever I say, oh, I've talked about that before. It's like, yeah, of course. I've talked about probably just about everything before. And if I haven't talked about it, somebody else has. So that's a habit I'd like to break. I'd like to break the habit of saying that. Now now I'm becoming self-conscious that maybe somebody outside of the garage might be bothered. But come on, seriously? Only people outside of the garage would just be walking by. And any neighbors on the other side of the apartments are not going to be bothered by me talking in a normal conversational tone in my car. So let me get over that. Just got back from the comedy store. And in a nutshell, it wasn't terrible. Not great, not terrible. I, I mean, I got off stage feeling fine. Because uh, there were just, uh, I went up first in the sacrificial lamb position. As I posted on Twitter and Facebook, the coveted sacrificial lamb position. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, I'm being sarcastic because 
especially in an open mic. I mean, well, the, the first position is always a little tougher because you're having to get the crowd's attention or wake them up or just get them to quiet down. There's any combination of things depending on the energy of the crowd. In this case, it's an open mic and you go up first and there is no crowd. It's just a handful of comedians and maybe an audience member who's not a comedian. And in this case, when I first went up, there was nobody except maybe the waitress. There was a waitress out there that was a non-comedian. Uh, the, then the later, after I got off stage, uh, a, an audience member showed up. But that audience member actually turned out to be the brother of a comic. So, point being, I went up there with not, you know, went up on stage without great expectations about getting reaction, and it really wasn't about that. The three things I focused on were breathe, as I just reminded myself of here, too. <sighs> there you go. Breathe. And the reason I said that is because, as you may have noticed listening to this, uh, I can have a tendency to just keep talking a lot without breathing. <sighs> there we go. And that's actually okay for a podcast or for radio, which this is kind of the equivalent of, because you're afraid of dead air. But uh, you can take that to the extreme and just go nonstop without breathing and become monotonous. And then especially doing stand-up, it's generally a better idea to talk a little slower so people can actually understand what you're saying and pause now and then, hopefully for laughter. Tonight the pausing wasn't so much for laughter, but, you know, just for the sake of pausing and <laughs> for habits. So breathe, number one. Connect, meaning connect with the audience, don't ignore them, look around. And even in a case like this, it's a handful of comics, I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but that's the crowd I'm playing to. I really wasn't in the mood to uh, go up there and do just like some rote material in front of a handful of comics. I'm not really going to learn much about that material. So I just, you know, talked to them, talked to the guy in the corner who was doing the uh, sound and lights and music. That's a job that I used to have at the comedy store. In addition to being a comedian and working the door and taking out the trash and stuff like that. So I connected with him, just said something to him, told him I used to have that job. From the stage I said that. And then talked a little bit about just uh, comedy, kind of. You know, so it was inside baseball kind of stuff. Did I even touch on anything that wasn't really about comedy? Uh, a little bit, because I guess I did at some point mention Sarah Palin, because, hey, it was really cool that the MC, this particular host, uh, introduced, when he introduced me, he mentioned Michael Palin, which is, that that's the first time I've had that in a long time. It used to be before Sarah Palin came along that Michael Palin was the person people would ask me about. They'd say, hey, are you related to Michael Palin? And if you don't know... Or even if you do know, Michael Palin is from Monty Python. So that used to be a really cool connection. And for most of my life, people would ask if I was related to Michael Palin. And that would be an instant nerdly connection because not a lot of people know the name Michael Palin. Even if they've heard of Monty Python, they probably probably haven't heard of Michael Palin unless they're a real nerd. Or at least a comedy nerd. That's funny because when I was growing up, first of all, there wasn't really 
the word nerd, as I recall. You know, they had other names for the dorky people like me. The geeks or cabbage heads or whatever. I'm sure there's a, a lot of regional regional words for people who were the smacks comes to mind. God, I haven't thought about that in a long time. They called us smacks. The kids who actually like studied and got good grades. But what was I saying about... Uh, Oh, Michael Palin. Yeah, so that used to be an instant nerd connection. And then several years ago, Sarah Palin came along. And then most of the time now, people say, Oh, Palin, like Sarah. Are you related to Sarah? So, yeah. I was going to say something about her tonight to, you know, to do like a, um, a, what do you call it, an an opposite thing. To go, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I think about Sarah fucking Palin. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself about Sarah fucking Palin or something to that effect, but I didn't do that. So yeah, I guess I talked a little bit about her. Of course, I talked about pussy. (laughs) Uh, Because pussy is in the news with the political election. Uh, So, yeah, there was that. Actually, the lead into that was something I've been using off and on in my head and a couple times on stage the last few years is by saying the reason I don't talk about politics is because I am a pussy. And I try to do a little misdirection there by saying, you know, there's a word for it. When you're not into politics, it's a... Is it because people might be thinking apolitical? I'm a pussy. So, yeah, there's that. There's pussy. Of course, there's always pussy. And pussy has always been a part of politics. Now it's just explicitly, we hear, we have the pleasure of hearing people on CNN, the serious talking heads, talking about pussy. So, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much it. I get, but really right now, even though I am doing it, my whole point here, my whole intent when I started this was not to talk exact, to say exactly what I said on stage so much as to just kind of tell you how it felt, and you know what, it's, it's just like every time I go up there, it feels, it feels familiar, and it feels, at least tonight, it felt good, when I went up uh, several months ago, I had a little stretch there, where I went up a handful of times for a, a number of weeks, and it was hit and miss, you know, it, but it really comes out down to whatever point of view and attitude I have going up, because it's not that tonight was great, I didn't kill by any means, to, you know, Got a couple of chuckles here and there, but but when I went off stage, I was just satisfied more than anything. I was just happy to have done it, and and the main thing was that I did connect in one way or another. I mean, I was making eye contact and getting some reaction, and mainly just keeping control and enjoying it and being in the moment. You know, like the Zen and the art of comedy thing that I've really been... Uh, trying to do this past year when, you know, I haven't been going up consistently in a year for the year, but I've at least gone up several times this year. And the main thing is like this, not to do that needy searching for a punchline or just trying to be funny thing. It's one of those ironic things where it's like, no, you know, trying to be funny is not necessarily the goal when you're going for laughs or when you're not going for laughs. It's just I don't know. I, I, I chased my tail on this thing. But the point is, I had fun. I had fun. It was breathe, connect, and that was the third thing. Have fun. Breathe, connect, have fun. Not necessarily in that order. They're all just interrelated. Three, uh, 
what can I say, three legs of a stool, I guess. And it's not like, not that I'm pitching this as being like the rules of performing or the rules of comedy. It just so happens to be what I was focusing on tonight. So there's that. Feels good. I'm glad I did it. And I, I'm getting this feeling that, you know, maybe I'll just keep running some uh, ideas and material throughout, in, you know, through my head, through my mind's grapes. That's a 30 Rock reference. <laughs> Running that through my mind grapes throughout the week. And it, I, I have this feeling that I might be doing this again and again and again for a while here. I just had a very... Because also afterwards, oh yeah, I didn't mention this, that after I went and sat down, uh, and normally I like to sit in the back of the room, but they have they make us sit off to the side. So I figured, what the hell, I'm going to get kind of closer to the stage and up up front where it's easier to get on and off stage. And then also just kind of kicking back and sipping on my Coca-Cola and being supportive for the rest of the comics, right? But actually became a callback for the, to the host and uh, the second comic up. Just uh, in, in a friendly way, at least that's the way I took it. Not so much making fun as just, uh, you know, they were using my name, Palin, and the calling back to some of the things I talked about, because I mentioned that I first performed there 30 years ago, and, uh, and uh, like, I, like I said, I talked to the piano guy a little bit, and then talked about Mark Brazil and how he ended up going on to bigger and better things, created that 70s show, and the reason I mentioned him is I, I was jokingly, well, not jokingly, actually seriously saying to the people, it's like, well, look at me, I am your future. But then I gave the words of hope, saying, but yeah, but you never know, maybe somebody out there actually will go on to be the creator of something bigger than this. So the next comic got up, and uh, in fact the host had, had connected the dots and saying, well, this next comic coming up is uh, like the future Joe Palin or something to that effect. And so then he ran, the, the second comic ran with it, and he actually talked to me a little bit from the stage. And asked me a couple of questions about, he said something about divorce and asked if uh, I'd been married and if I was married and I said I was divorced and he asked, oh yeah, and I said yeah, twice. And then he asked a couple other questions and each of us kind of got a couple of chuckles from the comics, so that was fun. I felt like an elder statesman. <laughs> it felt good and then I, I did not linger. Afterwards I actually, uh, rather than lingering and talking with anybody in the lobby, I just, uh, as soon as it was 8 o'clock and the open mic show was over, before the next show started, they have a best of show after the open mic, I I went across the street to a sports bar, a nearly empty sports bar, to watch the World Series and have something to eat, watch the Cubs win their first World Series game in 71 years at Wrigley Field, so that was cool. Um... Yeah, so there was that. So that was my evening. And now I'm going to do what I had said. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing this memento style. I'm going to drop in the before part now. Uh, earlier, it's, it's, this is kind of not exactly what I had planned, because earlier I thought, well, what I'm going to do is do an intro and then drop in the before part that I recorded earlier before I went to, to the comedy store, and then I would do the after part. But that didn't make sense, because what's... I, I had the urge right now to say what just happened because it's fresh on my mind. In fact, I'm still feeling a little post-performance high because you know what? 
even going up in front of just a handful of people in a nearly empty room is still, it's still, you know, there's still something to it. There's still some adrenaline and it's, it's still good. It's still live performing, right? So I wanted to get that off my chest now. And now what I'm going to do, because I, I made it into one of the carts here. I use the Boss Jock app for those of you interested in such things. This is kind of a, a DJ app. They have these carts, because carts are what you used to, or maybe this, maybe some radio stations still use carts, but carts are the things that were kind of like 8-tracks, those cartridges, and you used to drop them in, and this that's how you dropped in commercials or interstitials. Um, I guess I'm going on about that way too much. The point is, I, I made one of the carts, <laughs> instead of the songs, like, uh, for instance, the intro song, the song that I play in the intro and the outro, that's one of my carts. Uh, but one of the carts now, and God, how many times can I say the word cart? One of the carts that I just saved before I started babbling here is what I recorded earlier today, several hours ago. So let me, uh, like you have a choice, let me see if I can accomplish starting that and dropping off the after part. And maybe I'll just let the before part finish the podcast. What do you say? Hello? Oh, I just remembered you can't talk to me. Hello. The music is low. That's because I'm keeping the mic on. Who cares? Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Hello, yes, I started off uh, with a mistake, but hey, so what? Who cares? So what? Who, Who did that? Who cares? So what? Who cares? I don't remember who did that. I'm doing it now. That is somebody else's character slash voice, but I'm doing it now. So I am feeling uh, uh, a feeling in the pit of my stomach right now, a bit of uh, anxiety. But but no, I'm going to reframe that because I'm not framing it as anxiety. I'm not interpreting it as anxiety. I'm interpreting it as excitement. How about that? Is it that simple? Can I just turn anxiety into excitement? Yes, I've done it. I'm feeling pre-performance anxiety, which always happens on game day, so to speak, show day. I called in for a spot at the Comedy Store open mic today, file that under stuff that only I care about. But really, when I I was talking to my daughter, Autumn, yesterday about this, there are times when I think, hey, who cares? Like, who cares, really? Who cares whether or not I go to the Comedy Store except me, right? And while that may be true, while the specificity, while the specifics of me going to the Comedy Store or not might, might not really make a damn bit of difference in your life, It's not about that. It's not about stand-up comedy. It's not about the entertainment industry or even about me and my life. Well, it is to me, but to you, if you happen to be someone other than a future me listening to this, for you, this is about just life in general. It's about the human condition. 
I mean, at every moment in our lives, we're deciding, what am I going to do with my life? We may not frame it exactly that way, but that's really what we're doing. I mean, everything from the, the decisions like, do I do laundry now? Or do I change careers? The small decision was the career. Laundry is a biggie. Yes, it is. It is bigly. Oh my God, I made a Trump reference. For those of you maybe listening to this years in the future when when hopefully Donald F. Trump, I believe fuck is his middle name. <laughs> I've been trying to stay away from talking about him, but you know what? I've decided to lean into it. Lean into it. If you're listening to this years in the future and you don't know what I mean by bigly, bigly, B-I-G-L-Y being a Donald Trump reference, well, it's because he happens to know a lot of words, even ones that don't exist. <laughs> I haven't looked it up. I'm, I'm assuming that doesn't exist. <laughs> even if it does exist, it is, it's, it, is, ah, it is an obscure word, to say the least. <sighs> but Donald Trump aside, it's the human condition I'm talking about here, folks. Sure, it's framed in this narrow box that is my life, and more specifically, my day today going to the comedy store. I don't even know yet if I'm going to have a spot. But just the thought of it, just the fact that I have, for whatever reason, become motivated to go do this again, uh, just just that thought has got that feeling in the pit of my stomach. And while my last podcast episode, I believe, I believe just a week ago, maybe a week ago today, without looking it up, yes, I do believe it was last Sunday when I was deciding not to go to do a spot or to call in, I had the other decision that decision was made based on the fact that I was feeling that p feeling in the pit of my stomach but it was anxiety so what is the difference really i think it's how we interpret it because we always have fear well maybe not always there's good times in our lives when we're just relaxed and not feeling anxiety or fear but let's let me put it this way when we do have fear we have a choice to make do we push through it or do we or what do we do? What do we do with it? You know, a lot of times when people say, well, I would really like to try something. Let's say, for instance, performing. But I'm afraid. <laughs> We're all afraid. There may be some rare bird who just, who at some point in their life just is not feeling any nervousness or anxiety at all when they get in front of a camera or up on a stage. There, there might be a person like that, but... I, I I don't know. I've done thousands of shows of one form or another, and I still get anxious. I still get excited. I still get that feeling in the pit of my stomach. So I don't think fear is a good excuse. The difference between people who do things and people who don't things, I don't think, it's not that people who do things don't feel fear. People who do things just feel fear and do it anyway. I didn't make that shit up. That's a, it's not an exact quote. It's at least a paraphrase of somebody. 
So that's it. Like I started to say earlier, and I'm going to continue to say now, when I talk about me, because that's what I talk about and that's what I think about, like most of us, we're thinking about ourselves. I know there's philanthropic, philanthropic. (laughs) I know there's philanthropy in the world and there's people who think about other people. and, And I do too. I think about my kids. I take care of my kids. I help people at work. I do things that are not all about me and my selfishness, but for the most part, come on, let's face it. We are in this life to survive and hopefully thrive. And when I talk about me deciding whether or not I'm going to do stand-up comedy again, you can shift. If you haven't already yourself, maybe you've already figured this out by yourself when you're listening to me or to other people. When you listen to a podcast, I love listening to podcasts. And when I'm listening to people of whatever ilk, you know, I, yeah, I learn something from them or I'm just entertained by them. That's fine. You don't always have to learn something, but it's nice. It's a nice bonus. And when I listen to those people, it's not always because I'm interested in doing exactly what they do. It's just it's, it's, that, that's not always the thing. It's just, you know, I can listen to people. I like listening to people who just are passionate about what they do. And then it, it's, it's contagious. Even if I'm not doing what they do, they could be the best crochet person in the world, man. They're so into knitting and just their passion. Yeah. And the, the way they do things there are certain things that they're, they're just common to people who do anything. And that gets me excited. So what I'm doing right now is, and here's my plan, if things go according to plan, this right here that I'm doing is a before podcast. Well, that that part is true. This is a before podcast, but I'm thinking I'm going to do a podcast within a podcast. So I'll keep this short, relatively, because normally I do a normal, quote, unquote, normal, quote, normal, unquote, however you want to say that, a normal podcast that I do is somewhere in the vicinity of a half hour to an hour. This one, as I look down, I see that's eight minutes and 53 seconds. I'll, I'm going to keep this short because all I really wanted to record was the before part. And I'm going to, if every, the, the, the plan part is if everything goes according to plan, God, I'll finish saying this eventually. This will be a podcast within a podcast. This that you're hearing right now will be embedded inside of a longer podcast, which will be the after. I don't know exactly how I'll format it, but I'll probably do an intro and then drop this in and then and then finish with the after part. That's That's my plan. So right now, I think I'll turn this off because all I really wanted to record was some of the energy and what I'm feeling right now. And just, I, I can't even tell you why I decided to go up tonight when, I, when I've been on the fence for a while and I haven't gone up in months. And then last week I was so close but didn't go. I can't tell you why because who knows why? Why do we know? And that gets back to the generalities of life again, the human condition. Can we really say why we feel anything? Why we, why we like to do things? Why some people like to sail across the ocean and others are afraid of the water. Can we say why? We can think about it and rationalize and maybe come up with something from our childhood, you know, sometimes, but, but there's never, but who knows? Who knows? So I don't know why. All I know is that I started feeling throughout the week this week that it was probably going to happen, that I was probably going to call in because I started finding myself, I found myself walking around the apartment with 
with uh, comedy like thoughts with you know like like the, that familiar old feeling of putting together a set of putting putting together some material but the big clue is that i found myself walking around talking into an air microphone <laughs> holding my hand i, I was it, I, I didn't even know i was doing it at first but then i realized oh my god i'm I'm holding up my hand in the shape of like if you could place a microphone in my hand. I'm holding my hand up near my mouth and talking into my empty hand. That was my clue that this would probably be the week that I ventured back down to La Jolla to perform at the comedy store. The air microphone. So again, if all goes according to plan... This has been the podcast within the podcast. I'll talk to you later or sooner. I'm Joe. Bye. And I am Joe again. I know, here I am in the after part. I thought I'd make a sandwich out of this, or bookends, or how, however you want to look at it, or put a button on this puppy, uh, as I was listening to that, because the way carts work is you don't just, like, I'm not editing this after the fact. It's It was, I had to listen to that real time. I had to listen to the before part. I say had to. <laughs> well, I had to just because that's the way I chose to record this. So there I was, listening to myself, and I thought, hey, let me put a button on this. Truly make that before part a podcast within a podcast instead of just a podcast at the end of a podcast i don't really have anything to add except uh let's do the ending again huh and there we go ending it again so goodbye i'm joe still am always will be unless i change my name i guess talk to you next time Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange.